Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. And I'm Chris. And we're keeping you in the loop. The guitar community. Uh, this episode is brought to you by listeners like you. Uh, this episode is sponsored by our patrons who give us money for talking to each other. You guys are getting the raw end of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. But um, we've actually, uh, starting next week, we'll have a sponsor coming on again. And uh, we'll uh, get some smirch stuff out. I think we kind of talked a little bit about it today. So we got to actually get get it done. But yeah. we'll we'll be on that. Chris has all the Chris is in charge of the money. Diaz isn't allowed to have the bank account numbers. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably good. Like, no, 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 no. That new Strymon pedal is for demo work. <laughs> They'll get it in nine months. Um, but yeah. No. At least buy used. Jeez. I don't think there's a used one out. I don't think there's a real one out. I saw a picture of John Mayer with a the Valatin or what is it? No, that's the brand. What is this thing called again? Dang it, Strymon trying to go all Italian. With the oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Mark. Is it even the, on there? The Volante. Volante. Yeah, that one. You got to say it like Alex Trebek is saying it whenever he does his accents. <laughs> Volante. It's like, dude, you you don't have to say it like you are Italian. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Jeopardy lately. But do you not watch Jeopardy? I love not Jeopardy. Not anymore. Man, me and my kids watch it. We just got done watching Tournament of the Champions. I actually get quite a bit of it right, so it always blows their mind. It makes me feel good about myself. Should go on. No. Try to win some money. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, hey, Alex, do you want to sponsor my podcast? <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be the awkward moment. Like, we're... we're you know, like they're like, oh, we're back from break. And uh, Jonathan, tell us about what you do for fun. I do a podcast, Alex. You want to sponsor it? 50 bucks an episode. But uh, yeah, let's see. That'd so we'll, let's move on to what's new because we're getting mighty off topic. That's fine. I don't, th- um, I don't think I got anything new. Did you? Yeah, I haven't either yet. I'm still waiting on the Tele Deluxe to get here. And I'm on the fence about a Epiphone Les Paul that had a headstock repair. Oh, that's for a no. You, Fifty bucks or don't so. do it. Don't do it. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. If you go check out the group and see the headstock, dude, that's like that's horrible. That looks like it was a blindfolded headstock repair. I've repaired a headstock on a Les Paul, mm-hmm. and actually, I mean, you can tell there was a break. I, I was not that great of a cover up because I used rattle can, but I still it looked a lot better than that. That guitar is actually still being played too. I uh, I did the headstock repair on that. It had to have been about eight and a half years ago. No, oh, well, so it's still and it it endured a uh, trip to Texas via USPS. Well, that's a plus. Yeah. That that one looks like it wouldn't survive a trip back home. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just... What is it? A Les Paul? Yeah. It's the Les Paul custom. <sighs> You're gonna you'd have to you'd you'd have to take that to a professional and have him finish doing it. 
So by at that but point, I get it. I, you're more looking at the the fact they didn't repaint it after they did it. Is that what you're the, looking at? Well, mostly? even then, the 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 sanding job's horrible too. Oh, I yeah. just if they did my my problem is if they did that bad of a job on the even choosing which sandpaper to use. <laughs> which well, glue I, did they use? Which I mean, it's like oh no, we got Elmer's wood glue. Like no, dude. You go gorilla. Like that's the only thing I trust. Mm. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just on the fence about it. I'd rather get one that's potentially working. Because the only thing it needs is a tuner and a bridge. I think essentially. Nah. Which I is why I was looking at it. But I don't know. I'd pass. I'd like that's like seventy five dollar guitar. Yeah, the guy recount because I offered a hundred and he recounted one thirty. So it's well, not terrible. 130 isn't horrible. You could get some uh, finer grit sandpaper and finish that out and and also check and see what the damage is going to be or what the damage looks like and how much of it actually got repaired. Yeah, because I got a guy that I could take it to, and even if he said, no, it's iffy, I can just you know maybe throw it back up on Craigslist for 150 locally. Yeah. And sell the sell the pickups or something, sell the hardware. That's true too, yeah. I don't know. But uh, let's get into our news because we got a lot for Nam this week. That's yeah, that is a lot. So by the time this airs, most people will be getting to Nam, probably setting up. Yeah. So if uh, any of our listeners are at Nam, be safe. Don't. Just be careful from the germs. There's germs everywhere. Just, yes. Make sure you use protection on your hands, too. Use protection. Always, <laughs> yeah, safety first. Let's see. So, MX, sorry, I'm just... <laughs> I'm waiting to see how long it takes you to get back on topic. <laughs> Diaz just yelled safety first and then just went blank. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I had major flashback. All right, uh, so I actually, I actually tagged you in this. I was pretty excited. MXR posted... Well, Billy Joe Armstrong posted on his Instagram an MXR pedal that has uh, Dookie... Uh, artwork on the front it has a mix on it or it has a gain a blend and a tone i'm guessing it might be like a rat style Mm. not a rat not rat i'm sorry uh uh, green sparkle maybe because the only drive he uses is a uh boss blues driver which mxr doesn't really have in their arsenal but yeah. at the same time, it's but why would it have a blend? border borderline oh. like a tube screamer anyway. Yeah, don't add us. <laughs> it's not a tube screamer. Blues driver is a blues breaker. Oh, you're right. Okay, do add us, but uh, add the the, the SD the SD one. Yeah, is that's the true. Tube screamer. Yeah, but I'm kind of hoping this is more of a Marshall in a box, like uh, the article that we got on Mm. it with their speculations but even if it is just a modded uh blues breaker essentially that's still pretty cool yeah it it looks really cool i like it i'd I'd keep it for the artwork yeah even if it's uh uh whatever what was i trying to say it would have to be under 200 for me uh price point wise so like just have you know what i mean yeah 
Yeah. I, I mean, but, but it's MXR. MXR is actually pretty decent. I mean, they've got really good prices. That's kind of what I was saying is I think even their signature stuff is probably still under 200 Yeah, for sure. And that's even if this is actually a signature and if it's not just a custom artwork to promote something, which would be kind of a bummer, too. What anniversary would this be of Dookie, I wonder? Oh, was it 94? Uh, this would be 25th. Green Day Dookie. Did I math that right? Um, uh, Wikipedia 93. Uh, so. so huh. What, what's no, math? no, no. It was released. No. It was released on February 1st, 1994. Oh, you're right. 94. So. So it's about to come up on their 25th anniversary. So we're in two. Yeah. 2019. Minus. Yeah, exactly 25, so that's actually pretty cool. Did you really just double-check my math, that? <laughs> yes, because I remember, like, wow. I, there, I watched a concert where it was, I guess it must have been the 20th anniversary. For some reason, I was thinking it was 25th when I, like, was thinking back on it. I was like, okay, this is at least a few years old. So, like, how old, how old is Dookie exactly? So... <laughs> so if that's the you case just, you just said how old is dookie that's that's the episode title how I've, old is dookie as I many times it. as we've said dookie in the last like five minutes <laughs> listen you know how many times i say dookie and i'm not talking about green bidet albums mm, probably <laughs> yeah um all right so let's move on to new neighbor is announcing the neuron gain intelligence hyper realistic ultra versatile preamp so it's pretty cool. It sounds really cool, uh, really neat. It is MIDI controlled. It has a really good sound. Um, yeah, I was it, pretty impressed. Um, up to twenty-four presets can be recalled using a MIDI controller. <laughs> Pardon me, which is pretty cool. But the one thing I don't like is the price point is two ninety-nine. I think it's a little high, but I understand I mean, the, the features you're getting. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like outrageous they won't sell any i'm just saying i don't see smart overdrive doing that well that's well, like it's not even, really a drive it's more of an amp uh, modeler essentially or, well it's a preamp i don't know it's got I speaker just, sim and all that oh uh, we'll see yeah. how it does yeah well, i you're, guess you're coming from the mindset of like an overdrive and uh kemper so you've already got like the top of the line stuff, whereas these companies like there's a lot of preamps coming out this year, so we'll get to those in a minute. But yeah, like some of us are like still on the single pedal, want to keep our pedal boards. So this seems good for us without dropping, I don't know, fifteen hundred for like a rack unit to keep backstage or whatever. Yeah, oh, it's all good. It looks cool. Sounds good. So, um, next we're doing Vox flies the flag with Union Jack Mini Super Beat. Um, so this is they had the Super Beetle, which looks like little Beetle amp. This is also really a small new tube bass preamp tremolo in the Mini stack. So it looks really cool. Um, I think they're going for a, the Who thing because I saw a picture of Pete Townsend. With the Union Jack on there, people are saying mm. it's funny because it's sideways. And it wasn't like, 
I saw, because I think I saw this posted in the Gear Nerds group, and since they're based Guitar in Nerds. Britain. Guitar Nerds. yeah, that one. I, I, I think I saw a bunch of them, like, freaking out because the Union Jack on the cab was fucked up a little bit. Like, I'm not sure if that's, like, a mistake on whoever did the picture or whatever, or... I just knew they weren't happy about it. And Vox is a British company. <laughs> That's the thing, too. So I don't. How know is it I... messed up? I don't think it's messed up. It looks right to me. I don't know. We'll have to get uh, one of uh, our. Maybe, never mind. Maybe Brits it is messed to... up. Hold on, hold on. Because I, I think I the one on top on the actual amp head is correct. If yeah. I if I'm correct, that is. And then the one on the actual cab uh... is messed up. Because it's missing no. some red from the like cross, like the X portion, not the plus por- portion. No, if I mean it looks the same. I don't know. What is this? A flag <laughs> podcast? Uh, get Sheldon fun, on fun, there. fun with flags. Fun with flags. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching Little Sheldon lately too. That's been a good one. Um, all right, let's keep going because we got a million things. So Rev. Amps aims for organic amp tones in a pedal format with the G4 preamp. So the yet another preamp. Yeah, this one's based off their uh, higher gain amp. It looks really so. Cool. This is straight up a distortion pedal. It, yeah. It's not as much of a preamp or amp simulator as other ones that we've got. I think. I like the look of it. It looks. It, it has the kind of like. Uh, look of the new fender thing new fender pedals uh, square yeah. with like the metallic colors so yeah, i like weird. it yeah yeah now you can't unsee it all right well that was interesting thanks for being on the show rev we appreciate you <laughs> all right next thing moo all right so i'm like down with this up this article Moore set to disrupt the multi-effects market with astonishing feature-rich GE300. They're not going to disrupt crap. I'm uh, sorry. Probably not, because this would have to be at least on par with the Helix stuff. This is No, it's not going to be. No. It looks cool, but here's the thing about it, though. This is what's going to happen. There's going to be the rogue people who are like, oh, it's so great. Remember, what's the sound thing? The, like, wave machine from them? It was the one that's uh, Devin Townsend's signature pedal. Oh, the ocean or something Ocean, like something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Remember when that was supposed to come out? Everyone was like, oh, this is going to kill the big sky. Blah, da, 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 da. And we saw it on nobody's boards. Nobody when it came out. <laughs> no, this is. I, th- I think this is going to be cool. I want to get one to mess with, but I don't think the sound quality is going to be right there, unless they steal the software from someone, which they just got busted for doing. I mean, um, did you get a chance to look on their website and pull up the GE twenty, which is already out? Is that's the only or two hundred? Mm-hmm. That's the only one that's out right now that we can look at. The interface does that look familiar to you? To any of the other ones? I mean, it kind of looks like older uh, styled Line Six stuff, but I don't know that they see. would like straight out rip 
like no this looks like the old pod hd the, level yeah that's effects. What, <laughs> yeah that's what this is this reminds me of like the pod farm and stuff like that and plus it's probably all of their pedals too i'm assuming yeah i don't know but uh, if it if the feature set is anything like the GE two hundred, you know you're looking at getting fifty five amp models, twenty six IR speaker cabs, seventy effects. Well, this one this one has one hundred and eight digital amp models. Oh, does it? One hundred and sixty four effects and forty three optional cab sims. Oh, they actually had info if I had read a little. And better. a fully featured IR loader, which okay, is pretty so cool. Is, yeah. Which you can load IRs to the Helix and to the Kemper. So what do you think the price point of this is going to be? Um, I'm not good at guessing Moore price points. I'd say 400 US. Let me see if uh, it'll pull up. 300 US if maybe. Okay, so brand new. The Yeah, because the GE 200 is 319 on Amazon. So Okay, so probably about 400. Four, yeah, 400, 499, maybe. Maybe, maybe. 450. So, that's... what. How much is the Boss? The GE 100 or whatever it's called. Yeah. Is that the actual name of it? Because I'm typing it or in 1, Amazon 000. right now. GT 1000, maybe? Oh, GT. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, GC. Um, thousand bucks. Right at a thousand, so I would say right, probably right around half would probably be good. Five hundred. I mean, Four ninety nine seems kind of steep for. Yeah, for mower. The mower, but I mean, they could surprise us and it actually be good and be a decent competitor for at least a lower end multi effects. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's keep moving. We got so much stuff. Uh, <laughs> G7th promises unveiled tuning stability from its new Performance 3 capo. Yeah. So You were excited I, about this the other I'm day. I'm super excited. Um, <clears throat> I think these are going to be around 50 bucks for a capo, 60 bucks, which is not bad because the thing is G7th capos are fan-freaking-tastic. I love mine. And this is changing the game in, in capos or capos. If you, that's the way they pronounce it. I'm going to go the way they, a capo. This, the, the pressure pad on that hits the fingerboard and holds the strings down actually like is adjusting and forming to the guitar, Hmm. um, which is really cool. Never seen anything like that. It's called an adaptive radius technology. So it'll adapt to the radius of your fretboard it will get you even pressure across the strings and uh th- they're phenomenal it's 55 dollars is what it's going to be so They've, is the how, is that the only difference between this new version and whatever the old version yes of the g7 but it's is? but it's a big difference hmm so what makes you like the G7th over... Over the other ones? Um, the ease yeah. of grip on them. So you don't have to put a lot of pressure on your hand. Um, so I've slowly... I have like early signs of carpal tunnel. Mm-hmm. So gripping things sometimes hurts. So whenever I'm gripping down on this capo, it actually holds really well. Um, it's not spring-loaded. So it doesn't hurt to like open it up. 
So it's really cool. I like it. I've I know it's they sound great. I've I haven't had any issues with it. So I I suggest everyone get one, try one out. This I'm excited for. I want to get this one. So if anyone from G Seventh is listening, hit me up. I'll give you my address. I promise. Um, new wallet friendly bases coming from Court. So my question is: Is when was Court never considered wallet friendly? I thought. Also, Court when was, was the last cheap. time Court's been relevant? Because I only ever see them on Reverb when I'm looking at stuff. And or in old, pawn shops. Nineties, like, like era stuff, and yeah, pawn shops. Um, I don't know. Uh, my question is: Is how much is it? If it's wallet, um, it doesn't say. Yeah, based on one that I googled, uh, it's looking around four fifty US. That's not. Uh, even... I picked yeah, I picked their P base wannabe. But that's not like when I think wallet friendly, I think two fifty. Yeah, I mean, I could have, I potentially could have pulled up the wrong series of this, but Let's see. yeah. It doesn't I, give a they, price though. That's stupid. Well, ho- Why would you say it's we'll, wallet friendly and not give a price? Oh uh, yeah, ho- but hopefully we'll see prices soon because I don't hate the look of these. That's part of what I wanted to hit on with these was they don't look bad like other like import brands that come in trying to be like, oh yeah, we're a good alternate to your squire for a, a little less or right around the same yeah. but i don't hate the look of these no I already, I already have a base so i don't need one yeah they Just, look it, like court bases yeah. i don't know so if you're at nam definitely I, I like think they listed the same base on here twice the first and the last one look exactly uh... the same Four, but yeah, oh, they, yeah. They, put, they put the same base twice in this article. Caught you, music radar. <laughs> a base with a, a uh, pickup selector, though, instead of a blend knob. I don't Please, care. <laughs> yeah, can uh, we have that more? Let's see. Electro harmonics, since we're on bases, uh, the electro harmonics bass monosynth was announced this week. Oh, yeah, I this posted this thing earlier. Is sweet. I really love it. I um, want one, and I don't even play bass like ever. My son plays bass, so it's funny because I buy stuff for bass, and I'm like, it's mine. I'm like, but you get to use it. I don't care. I just had to show oh, him who's boss. What? I think this is the bass. Ver- like, I think they took their algorithms for the synth 9 and put them yeah. more for the bass. There, the- So there you go. You could get the uh, synth 9 and get this one for uh your kid that plays bass yeah for michael there you go (laughs) there we go yeah this is it sounds really cool it makes a lot of fun noises um it's great loads of fun all right that's it for that one let's go on the next one through these i am i don't know why i'm just like you were done with Nam before we even got started on Nam news. Yeah, th- yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of it. And I, don't, I don't get to like play these things. Summer Nam spoiled me. Um, mm. <laughs> this is one I'm excited about. 
Gibson's epic new 23 strong guitar lineup revealed. Um, so they announced their 2019 lineup, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've got what I'm excited about. They've got an SG with a Vibrola. They're doing an SG standard 61 Maestro Vibrola for $2,000. But there's a lot of cool stuff in, in what they've announced. Um, I do like the Explorer. Yeah, what's their price? Yeah, it's actually a very decently priced Explorer because that's going to come in slightly less. Because they have it marked at, what, 1700 Yeah. So it's going to come in slightly under that. What yeah, I was cool. excited about was uh, the, double cut. the Double Cut Special Tribute. Mm-hmm. So if you guys remember us talking about the uh, Les Paul Jr. tribute with the weird pick guard and me mentioning I would, you know, do a special mod to it. Now mm-hmm. I don't have to, and it's only 100 bucks more. So why <laughs> why go through that pain? Yep. Um, so, oh, and the- actually... I just noticed this uh, going through the article again. They actually have a junior tribute base. Yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> they've, they've got a, an SG standard base on here too. They got a Firebird base. Or I'm sorry, Thunderbird base. Yeah, I'm glad Gibson went back to that color tone for the Gibson version of the Thunderbird base because I always hated the like lighter sunburst that they yeah. had compared to Epiphone. Yeah. Then we got our what third version of the Chris Cornell tribute. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. Wait, if it's a trip okay. Let's talk about uh Gibson's naming standards here. If that's a tribute, do you think that means it's gonna be in that lower price range, what was the price on that? There is no um, price. Doesn't say. Yeah, it doesn't say. That seems really weird to me. Yeah, it looks really cool though. We'll see how what it runs in that. Yeah, especially if it is like an actual tribute model. Yep. Um, anything else to say about that before I blow through it? I guess not. All right, the Chase, <laughs> Chase Bliss has been teasing a preamp pedal. This looks, oh, pardon me. Okay, now you're gonna make me yawn. Uh, all right, Sorry, right. Michael Newman, that you're having to yawn at <laughs> he's like, five a.m. He's, he's like, dang it, I just woke up. <laughs> um, but uh, shoot, what were we talking about? Chase Bliss is teasing the preamp. They tagged Benson, so I'm thinking Benson's in on it. But it looks to be, it's got like the sliders, like on a council, and there's a video where he pushes a button, it goes to another preset, and the sliders all change. So if that's going to be, I'm like, that's pretty cool just because I like sliders that move on their own. That's the only reason why I want it. So you still want the uh, Fender Cyber Twin? that automatically moves to i had one of those man <laughs> oh yeah you did i forgot i did i did <laughs> yes i loved it and that well, was the whole reason you had it too wasn't it yeah well no my bass player bought it for me at the time and then it got stolen Oof. yeah that sucked yeah we don't know much about this but it's chase bliss so it's probably gonna be good there's not even a probably it probably it will be good <laughs> yeah it's gonna be great 
Um, Fox Pedals announced the Quiver, which I, you might know more about this than I do. Um, I, I'm uh, looking at the same spreadsheet you are. <laughs> uh, well, no, no, no. I just know that. So when Fox Pedal was acquired by Creation and John Snyder, okay, um, one of the pedals that the previous owner was working on was the Quiver. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's been about a year that it's been in the works and everyone has been asking, oh, is the Quiver coming? Is this because the original owner actually said what it was and everything. He didn't like just tease it and make it behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> I think that's what happened. Yeah, I think me and John did talk about it when we saw him back in May when we were in Tulsa. But I think it just basically came down to the MIDI programming was the biggest issue because um hopefully if you guys will click the link you'll be able to see exactly what we're talking about but there's subdivisions you can pick per preset and then i think a way waveform is that what you call it for a tremolo's waveform yes but uh you've got those two moving pieces as well as you know all your other parameters uh for like level and stuff so i i can see how especially for a single enclosure and for a company that's not already into this so like chase bliss i don't think would have had an issue like getting into this just it's the fact that you know fox pedals was like this i think this is like midi was new for them if i'm Mm -hmm. correct yeah they've never had a pedal with midi yeah and most companies probably wouldn't want to, you know, share how their MIDI setup works. So you can exactly just go ask, you know, somebody if, hey, sh- share your uh, MIDI code with me, please. <laughs> yeah. So do it. But uh, I'm excited if like if this turns out good, it'd be very interesting to see if they do this to a delay pedal in the future. Yeah. That's what I'd, I'd love a Fox pedal delay. <laughs> Ooh, imagine if they did the wave. They reissued the wave with uh Ooh, with MIDI. MIDI control. Yeah. Still waiting on Rick Matthews to do an all in one uh cosmonaut astronomer with MIDI. With MIDI. <laughs> I just <laughs> Oh, I he crut did have you been in the group today? Uh uh-uh. uh. He crushed our dreams. Somebody asked if the I don't know if it's a V two tweak or like a two point five or three point five, whatever version we're on now of the astronomer. Mm-hmm. Asking if it was gonna be stereo, and Rick said it's never gonna be stereo. Dang. Yeah, so uh, it crushed dreams. <laughs> yeah. He also said that he wasn't uh selling special pedals in the group just as R and M. And he was, but so you're still salty. A little, <laughs> a little. All right, so we're gonna move on to our topic. Um, we actually had like a few that we figured we might pick from when we get here. So I think I kind of figured out what I would like to talk about because I mentioned it in one of the um, when we talked about Moore and Rick Matthews this week uh, posted, not Rick the, Matthews, Mike Matthews. Yeah from EHX posted this week um, how they were, they successfully sued uh, Moore for copyright infringement because they used, they stole the software, the pedal software from the C9 and 
another pedal. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the Mel 9, unless it was no, one no, of their no. standard pedals. It wasn't a 9 pedal. It was only one 9. It was a C9. Okay. And it was the other one. I can't remember what it was. I actually just sent it to you, I think, earlier. Um, but he actually did something that not a lot of people do, and that's go for people from other com- countries. Um, let's yeah, see. It's so much work. And the POG. The, it was the POG is what it oh, was. Oh, yeah, the MicroPOG. Yeah, the C9 and the MicroPOG. Oh, God. If anybody ever fucking cloned the full-size pog and actually got it to work as well as that does it would definitely be game over well and to think and the crazy thing is is that how cheap those pedals were and i thought it was interesting because i feel like mike matthews just kind of helped boost the sales of those pedals if they're not already off the market which i think the c9 one was i'm not sure about the pog one Mm. but the used market's going to go crazy for those because they're going to be like, oh, it's the same software, just a smaller and cheaper. So <clears throat> I don't know, but that, I think that was kind of crazy. And while that was going on and, and announced, people talking about that, um, Ernie Ball and announced they were doing a volume pedal with a tuner in it. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it last week on the episode. And shortly after they announced that, I think we talked about Schnobel had been doing the mod for the Ernie Ball. Schnobel announced his own pedal that was branded Schnobel Tone, and it looked 100% identical to an Ernie Ball volume pedal junior. So people were going on about that, talking about that. Um, everyone was picking a side. And I mean, you're either with Schnobel saying it's just a enclosure. Um, that he they you know they don't have a patent on the enclosure and all that and then there's people like me who are saying well he's i mean it's a blatant ripoff like if you've been that'd be like if keely kept was modding you know ds1s and just totally stripped down the paint and yeah yeah the boss enclosure exactly and said that's not a boss pedal that's a keely pedal everyone'd be like no dude that's not it at all so maybe I my side of it was maybe there was something more in like the background that like we didn't see but like the fact that the posts have been removed now kind of defeats like my side of it of maybe he actually worked with them well, to like make it because the enclosures were pretty much part for part so unless he's buying and then having them refinished in the different colors that he had Mm-hmm. Uh, advertise like that that could have potentially been really good for like both companies if he actually like worked out a partnership a licensing but, that's what i thought maybe yeah i was like maybe it's a licensing yeah that's what i was hoping it was was some kind of license thing. well and you've known roman for a little bit and you yeah not on like a personal level but yeah. i definitely wouldn't see him being the kind of person well, that would just you know go out and be like you know what fuck it let's uh let's order up bulk like 250 what's things. roman's I'll title a... at 64 i don't think he's there anymore i think he's out oh. doing independent whatever like whatever his job was of sales or something he's an independent he's... sales consultant or something like that probably or marketing well that was like kind of the thing was i mean as roman worked with 64 and i'm that would be a market 
especially when they got in, I could assume they would have to have some knowledge of patents and know, you know, hey, I, we can't do this, stuff like that. I just don't imagine someone being ballsy enough to be like, I don't know. I, f- I feel like with the whole Mason at Vertex thing, it should be out there that like, hey, you can't just do that. Yeah. That like because the what were they doing with the Benoit? Um, I think he was just like stripping the name off of it and rebranding uh-huh, it. Exactly, that's what he was doing. The BBE Benoit, uh, and they that's all they were doing. Maybe changing a couple values on things, like, but that's not that's not it at all. Which oh, yeah. is kind of what Schnobel just is kind of announced what they were going to do. I mean, if that's what it was, I I feel I didn't read any of the posts, so I don't know what all was said. I just remember seeing the pictures. Schnobel, I don't think Schnobel, I think he dropped the pictures and never responded. I know his wife responded on uh, the Ernie Ball post where everyone was tagging him saying, oh, look, they're stealing your idea. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm just. I mean, what if that's a thing, too, is like, what if. Like, just playing devil's advocate here. Like, what if they, like, did actually approach him about, like, licensing or something? Like, had yeah. him show them what they're, what he's doing. He's not doing anything special, though. I mean, he's it, just it doing, takes a lot no, of, like, it's the, not, I don't know no. why they would need to have all the information of, like, okay, this is how you uh, no, drill a hole in your enclosure to fit a tuner. No, that's it. They don't need any of that. It's Ernie yeah. Ball. They're not... I mean, they're one of the biggest guitar companies, accessories they own. I mean, guitars, accessories, all, everything. They've done everything. Didn't it they both drop on the same day, too? It was it was the day after. Schnobel announces the day after. Huh. That's the whole thing. And I, th- what I was, I think I was discussing with Aaron Abubo, and my whole thing was, well, maybe it was a licensing deal and, and like the deal included, you know, you can use our pedal enclosures, but we're going to sell the same thing you are and we're going to do it for cheaper, mm-hmm. you know? And Schnell was like, well, that's cool. You know, I'll get the boutique market. You get the everyday market. And <clears throat> there was a slight difference in design because, well, the Ernie Ball one used its own tuner. And the placement of the tuner was towards the middle of your heel and not towards the toe. Yeah. And so there's a slight same. Snowballs was the same as it's always been where it's like towards the toe and it was the poly tune. But my whole thing is, I just, I don't know what, what happened. I would assume. I mean, if it was a licensing thing and then like, unless there was an agreement, like you said, of like we'll just sell the same product that's kind of like the only reason shitty why I, if they would just be like oh you know what we're gonna just go ahead and beat you to the market kind of deal. well the my my two things were either either they didn't stipulate a good announcement thing which i assumed ernie ball would be smart enough to do or they may have stipulated it and roman ignored it and announced the day after see I, and and I definitely couldn't see either one of them like doing that. Cause like you said, Ernie Ball's smarter and Roman definitely knows what he's doing for. Well, marketing. 
what he could what could be doing is Ernie Ball is like, hey dude, you can't drop it the day after us. You got <laughs> you're gonna have to like yank it. Like you know, but uh, that could maybe, that could yeah. maybe that could have been part of the licensing thing where like Ernie Ball could kind of push Roman around a little bit and be like, hey, there's no, you're not announcing it the day after us. Or there was no licensing and um Schnobel caught wind that Ernie Ball was gonna do this and decided to go this route and there was kind of a race to market and Ernie Ball beat him. Potentially, yeah. Um, that could be a thing too. Or honestly, they both could have been working on the same damn thing and no one knew about <laughs> it. Uh, that, like it could have been like a crayon. crayon. <laughs> yeah. And that was my other thing. I was like, maybe it was a cr- whole crayon thing where it was just like a, Oh, that, no, 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 no. And like, but then with the pedal disappearing off Schnobel's website, it does yeah. raise a few questions. I'm excited to see how this plays out because I don't see Schnobel just going down without a fight. I, I think, I think Roman's a little, more yeah, especially if things were like actually worked out like how they should be i i could definitely see him not going down without a fight yeah so so what but here's here's the thing is do you think schnobel's um design would infringe on anything that ernie ball could defend in court we looked for patents i didn't see one on like a utility patent or a design patent, I couldn't find anything for the volume pedal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I think unless maybe Ernie Ball got wind of where he was getting them from, like if Ernie Ball found out that their manufacturer was making them for him as well, maybe they like threatened to yank their uh, yank working with them. Yeah, as I was that 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 would be more on the manufacturer than maybe the manufacturer leaked out the pedals to Snowball. Yeah. Um. I mean, patent wise, since I'm I'm no patent lawyer, obviously. I've but... watched every episode of Shark Tank, <laughs> so I know some stuff about things. Yeah. Uh. I mean, especially since, like you said, where Snowball puts the tuner and the fact mm-hmm. that it's not the same tuner they use. Well, And that, does he add was... a buffer? Uh, he does add a yeah, buffer, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Did Ernie Ball put a buffer in there? I'm sure there's got to be a buffer with the tuner being in there. Potentially. So, I mean, there's enough differences to me, but it would just... I think that my biggest thing is where are you getting the enclosures that you're branding for yourself? No, I'm like totally against Snowball on this one. There's no way, there's no reason for him to just sell rebranded boss pedals. Like you're better than that. Oh, definitely. Like, so I don't know. I, I definitely don't see it. At least I would hope it wouldn't come down to it being that. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. But the whole Mike Matthews thing was really awesome to see him uh, actually. Because pretty much from like, that's kind of like with Wampler. Um, Brian's pretty much said it before. I think Jason Wilding said it before that the reason they had a big influx of fakes coming out of, uh, you know, the East out of either China or Japan, mm -hmm. um, Malaysia, some of those areas. They, uh, 
<laughs> they can't really prosecute them because I think the patents are like U.S. patents. They are because uh, Pedal Train ran into that a couple of years ago when they when were hitting newer? companies with uh, <coughs> like they just re- yeah because they just redid their patent and. Mm-hmm. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't hit Moore, couldn't hit uh, one other company. I don't remember exactly who it was, but it was definitely, like, based out of China or Russia, something like that. Yeah. But they couldn't touch them because U.S. patent laws only apply in the U.S. Apply in the U.S. So it's cool that uh, Mike Matthews and EHX was actually able to get a Chinese court to actually take their side. Mike Matthews is like your crazy drunk uncle at Christmas. <laughs> Listen, we're going to take them Japanese boys to court and we're going to win with his cigar in his mouth and everything. I can just see it. Like I just, I'm you not see a- him sitting in a fancy courtroom in his, uh, in no his sleeve like, shirt yeah. with his cigar in his mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, um, like, it would be like, one, I think Mike Matthews just has that characteristic where even if he is to say, this is 100% not something like I'm saying he would say, but mm-hmm. even if he was to say something like completely racist, you'd be just like... Oh, Mike Matthews, you and your crazy old man ways. Oh, so now he's not the drunk uncle. Now he's kind of the he's senile grandpa. The that's... Senile, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can't just say that. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I think that's all I got to say about the war in Vietnam. You can't just say that, Diaz. <laughs> what? I just, I just can't quote random uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say we could hit the other topic, but I think we should save that for next week. Yeah, I'm all right. I like a good solid 45 minutes. That way, when I actually get my third Tele Deluxe in, I can actually uh, talk. Are you to still it. waiting on the glitter orange one? Aren't you? It should be in Tangerine. tomorrow. Like, if I didn't have band practice, we're recording on Monday. And if I didn't have band practiced for a D now in February tomorrow night, I would have definitely said, hey, let's hold off. Let me get this thing in. <laughs> and that way I can actually talk about it. But hopefully uh, by Wednesday, I'll definitely have pictures in the group, hopefully. So y'all can yep. enjoy that. Yep. All right. Um, so thanks for joining us. Leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at the effects loop. Uh, join our facebook group we have a lot of fun discussions in there on facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop Ooh, someone typed this in wrong it says roops <laughs> yeah the derailed the ending all right go to our youtube check it out i've actually been uploading stuff i'm going to start working on trying to do some not like super professional demo videos but at least not like crappy videos i'm going to get some of my pedals go through them kind of like i was doing with live videos but a little bit more professional where i'm not talking to people um because we're gonna try to get that going so go subscribe check it out keep your eye out for some fun stuff um email us at the effects loop at gmail.com if, i mean we'll get back to you in 10 to 17 business days no i actually respond like, <laughs> if it's something like i don't care about i'll just leave it unread 
but like if it's like a person, I think Jamie Davis. I was gonna say so like Jamie Davis when he emailed us, like yeah, you just and I left responded it. Back. <laughs> no, no, I responded back. Oh, uh, you you left it because at that point I wasn't logged in. I wasn't grown up enough for the email. Now I'm a big boy. Um, and then uh, check out our Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/slash/TheEffectsLoop. Uh, we've got different levels of tiers. I got uh, Scott's Tots. You do the God Bless America level. That'll get you some cool swag whenever we get it in. Um, which we'll be ordering that this week. That's our goal, Chris. Uh, some kind of swag. Yeah. Yeah, something this week. I definitely need to... I'll try to get us stickers this week. So yeah. everybody Wednesday, make sure you hold me to that. So that way, if you tag me in the group, I'll actually remember to do it while I'm at work in front of a computer. That yeah, day. So. some cool <laughs> stickers. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, all right. So uh, for the effects loop, I'm Diaz. Yeah. I'm Chris. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Adios. Energized lies together, together. We undefeated. A plan to make weather's no gloves needed. When we weed into the mindset of achieving and believing in a community that remains happy. Then the actor, the world should be one. Hate annihilated. Every heart is one. Love again. So, don't buy.